It's gavel time. Handle ain't no real judge. Every time he tries, they just say see ya. But Mondays are the days he can pretend he is Scalia. He's got a friend named Savile. And his very own gavel. Big smile on his face. And he brings it down with a thunderous sound. Sometimes they have a case. Oh, yeah. Handle here on a uh, Monday. I don't know. I can't remember the last time there was this much news on a Monday. Supreme Court sided with the baker who uh, would not sell the wedding cake to uh, the gay couple in uh, Colorado. Technical, technical decision. Primary elections tomorrow. The handle voting guide on KFIAM640.com. Keyword handle. You cannot use it as your voting guide. Guatemala volcano has exploded. 25 dead. Uh, president says he can pardon himself. Uh, that's uh, okay. Uh, so much. And then they found that guy in uh, Phoenix. Found him on the floor with a hole in his head. Decided to air condition his head. It worked beautifully. Okay. Now it's time for, oh, and Law Day coming up. Let me uh, give you uh, the promo for Law Day. Law Day 2018, Saturday, a week from Saturday, June 16th, 9 to 2, at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Over 100 legal experts from HandleOnTheLaw.com, virtually every field of law. It's all free. Broadcast of Handle on the Law Live from 9 to 11, free seminar, win prizes. Log on to KFIAM640.com. The keyword is Law Day. And it's sponsored by the Bowers Museum. During Law Day, get a $5 discount to visit all of the exhibits. That's Law Day, Saturday, June 16th, the Bowers Museum, Santa Ana. Okay, time for Do They Have a Case? Wayne. Uh, put on your unreasonable search and seizure hat. There's a guy named Terrence Everett. Uh, he's not a nice guy, as will become apparent here. And a detective with the uh, local police department, started monitoring this guy's Facebook page. Because he was known to be a ne'er-do-well, and he had already been convicted of some crimes. And he starts monitoring the guy's Facebook page using a fake identity. The cop is using a fake identity, fake name, fake pictures, and sends him a friend request. And this guy, dummy, grants it. And so now the, the cop can see everything that he's posting. And one day he sees a photograph and it's of the guy's nightstand. And on the nightstand are a gun, a Mercedes car key, a big stack of cash, and a framed photo of the guy wearing a black T-shirt and a red necklace. The guy is not in the photo, but a photo of the guy's in the photo. And the caption says, just getting in for the night, how I sleep every night. The cop immediately does a little more follow-up investigation and then gets a warrant to search his house. Based on what? All of the following. Uh, number one, he knows that this guy is prohibited from having a gun because he is a multiple felon. Number two, he has seen this guy drive a Mercedes. He went by the address for the guy, and there was a Mercedes in the uh, the driveway. He knew that he was currently on probation, and he knew, and this is technical, but he looked at the gun in the photo and determined it was a Smith & Wesson gun. Okay. So he gets the warrant, and they go in, and they recover the gun and uh, a bunch of cash and the T-shirt and the necklace that was seen in the photograph and they arrest the guy for possession of a firearm by a felon. 
He appeals and says, hey, that's a warrantless search because you lied and pretended to be another person when you friended me on Facebook. And so this goes all the way up to, in this case, it's the Delaware Supreme Court. Does he, the bad guy, have a case? No, because uh, a cop is a, it's a sting operation is what it is. And the police are allowed to pretend to be someone else. They do that. Ex- that's exactly what they do when they go after child uh, molesters, child predators. They pretend to be 14 year old girls. And so and the fact that he was on probation, which leaves wide open searches because uh, your constitutional rights as to uh, uh, searches are way limited than they were if you're not on probation. He has no case. And you know who came up in the decision? Jimmy Hoffa. Because there's a famous uh, Supreme Court case. Jimmy Hoffa, you know, somebody wore a wiretap against Hoffa. Right. And he said, hey, you came into my hotel room and you didn't tell me you were working for the cops and wearing a wire. And I told you all this stuff. And they said, well, you have no reasonable expectation that the things you share aren't going to be shared again. And same thing here. They said, this guy, the cop did not break into his Facebook account. The cop did not go to Facebook to get access to his account. He just sent the friend request. And how stupid of the guy to grant it because he couldn't have known who the person was because it was a fake person. Okay, the court rules. Handles right. All right, we'll take a break. Come back and we'll finish up. Do they have a case? There you go. All right, Jennifer Jones Lee, some news. Yes. Some ch- I want the law and the law one. I want the law and the law one. KFI handle here as we finish the show. And uh, so much news. Uh, SCOTUS, Supreme Court, just ruled in favor of the uh, Colorado baker who didn't want to sell the wedding cake to the gay guys. And uh, Guatemalan earthquake and the president pardoning himself. Uh, and on and on. All right. Let's finish. Do they have a case? Wayne Resnick and me. Please. All right. When, when is a battery a battery and when is it not a battery? There's a, a pretty well-known journalist, Kurt Eichenwald. Uh, He worked for the New York Times for a bunch of years. He writes for Newsweek, Vanity Fair. He is pretty political and very anti-Trump and was extremely anti-Trump during the campaign. And he tweeted a lot against Trump. And so, as you might imagine, he became a target for some Trump supporters. He also has, and this is widely known, epilepsy. So what happened is a guy... Uh, replied to one of his tweets and put in the reply a gif, a strobing gif. And he said, you deserve a seizure for your posts. That's what he replied to this guy. The guy opens it up. Kurt Eichenwald, he opens it up. And in fact, he has a major, major seizure. Really bad news. He has the main major seizure. A few days later, he has another one. His family has to help him. Uh, with basic tasks for a while, it was a huge impact on him. Now, the guy, they found the guy, he's been criminally charged. But Eichenwald also went to sue him right, for assault and battery and infliction of emotional distress. And the guy moved in federal court to have it all thrown out saying, hey, 
I never touched you. Yeah. And so how can you be suing me for battery? And the question is, does the guy have a case that at, he shouldn't be sued? As to battery, yes, uh, he does have a case because there was no touching. However, as to assault, there is no issue whatsoever. And it's interesting if the because battery is real simple. You have to touch for a battery. And there was no touching here. But assault is an easy one. And he is going to go down, I think, and hopefully for a long time on the assault charge. Duracell. <laughs> I get it. All right. Hey, you want it? I give you a choice. One is a salacious case involving. Was a, I right, by the way? Uh, no. No. Tell Here's me why. Here's what's weird. Well, the, you talk about this where sometimes judges, they, they really twist and manipulate to get where they want to go. And I think this was so shocking to the court that they. So what they said is, well, yes, technically battery contact right however let's take a step back and look at the purpose behind oh, these on. torts and the purpose behind these torts is so that you can go after a guy and you can dissuade people from doing this kind of thing and so here what we're going to say is he didn't physically touch him but he made an encroachment into uh the solitude of his person by sending him that gift, so there and it, we're going to let it stand okay. on that basis. See, that's crazy, because uh, what they're doing is ignoring the law that says, on its face, there must be a touching. Well, we're going to ignore the law on that one. Yeah, it's one of those cases where it makes no sense, where the judges are trying to just get uh, to a decision, and they don't care what the law is. Okay. All right, now you want a really salacious story? I do. About a, a pre- All right, so here we have a church, the Covenant Reformed Church. Hmm. And uh, it starts good. Yeah, there are there are two brothers. It starts well, actually. Yes, yes. they're two brothers, and they each marry a different woman, who are not related. Okay, now they have problems in their uh, relationships, and these two women who are married to these brothers separately go to talk to Pastor Edward of the church. He talks each of them separately into having sex with him. Oh, now nobody's saying that he he used physical force or anything, but he used his position. Mm -hmm. And this was in Iowa, where in the law, it is against the law for a counselor, whether you're a religious counselor or not, to have sex with a client or a parishioner, because obviously you're using your power over the other person and its exploitation. So they get this pastor, Edward, and they convict him and he gets five years in prison. Now. The women and their husbands sue the church because when all of this was going down, the people in the church were very negative against the women. And they talked about how the women had committed adultery and that if Pastor uh, Edward needed to go to jail, that they should go to jail and that he was way more repentant than they will ever be. So they sued and said, you're defaming us by saying these things. And the church said, hey, 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 these are opinions. These are not, when we say, if he goes to jail, you should go to jail. You're an adulteress. Those are opinions. They're not facts. Well, once he's, once Who they, wins? I think that uh, the women win because the argument saying you are an adulteress uh, or accusing someone of adultery, that's a fact. 
That's not is in our opinion. So I'm going to say the women win. But then again, this is Utah and go ahead, Iowa, and t- Iowa whatever. And just tell me that uh, for some crazy ass reason, the court said that the, uh, the women are at fault. Uh, they didn't say they were at fault, but they said they have no case for defamation because, in fact, these are the opinions of the church. And even if those opinions yeah. are out of the mainstream, they're still only opinions. Uh, except that if they called them adulterers, adulteresses, mm, you know, that's a fact. But then again, hey, you know what? I think the problem was as to that, they were adulterers because they had sex with somebody All who right, wasn't well, the, their the, spouse. The truth is an absolute defense, uh, but... You know, I just like women who have sex with pastors and, I, and and feel good about it. So what can I tell you? Okay. Great takeaway. <laughs> Thank you. That was That's, an excellent takeaway. That is a legal decision or a legal opinion.